the world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Welcome back. You're listening to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar in person, live at the AICPA Engage event at the MGM Woo-hoo! Grand. Woo! I know. Are you following along? Hashtag AICPA Engage. Uh, tons of photos and good stuff on there. Um, so, we had a phenomenal morning, didn't we? It, it was awesome. It really was. Yeah, it was really cool. And so now we're going to talk about something that is really big in accounting, which is tr- uh, mergers and acquisitions. And we have our special guest today is Al Prentice. So Al, tell us, what, what do you do at First Global? Uh, my title is uh, Vice President of Strategic Relationships. Uh, basically what I do is a couple of different things. I uh, recruit some of our larger firms. I'm in charge of the relationships with our uh, large accounting associations, some of which are um, here today. And then um, I also work uh, primarily with our top uh, 40 or 50 largest firms and just assist them with whatever they need in terms of helping to build their business. Not surprisingly, one of those uh, main topics that comes up with almost every one of them is either either succession planning or mergers mm-hmm. and acquisitions. The M&A work oftentimes comes about as a result of the needs they have in terms of succession planning because, you know, as you know, not all succession uh, planning is going to be facilitated internally. Many times it has to be uh, external, and so yeah, that's where that right. comes into play. Now, I know from my days at Accounting Today and, and reporting on the industry, it was, you know, succession, a lot of firms didn't have succession plans. Uh, now, are, are firms getting better at that? Uh, well, <laughs> are any of them listening? <laughs> uh, actually, it, it's amazing to me how many firms, and probably to you too, yeah. how many firms don't have a succession plan and how many of them don't have. There's very, very few even today that have a written uh, succession yeah. plan. So it's, it's, a, it's almost a disaster waiting to happen, and sometimes it does happen. Um, sales take place that are uh, on not the best of terms, and uh, it, it, there's, it's, it's a very, very underserved part of the, uh, of the industry. Uh, you know, I remember hearing, um, I was talking with uh, Barry Melanson uh, a few years ago, and he made a comment, I think it may have been the first time I heard him say it was at this conference a few years ago, that there was going to be more M&A activity in the accounting profession in the next 10 years than there had been in the entire history of the profession wow. up to that wow. point. And if, when I first heard him say that, I was thinking to myself, well, I guess that's a little bit of hyperbole, a little bit of exaggeration. In reality... Uh, it's turned out to be an understatement. Mm-hmm. It, it's unbelievable the amount of um, succession planning related M&A activity that's, that's taking place in the industry. And it, it just seems to be accelerating just in the last six months. Yeah. It's everywhere. So are there any trends, like what, are, what would you say are the top three trends that you're seeing in M&A right now? Well, uh, I'm not exactly sure if they're trends, but uh, the first thing is that more, more and more firms 
that I'm seeing are not prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, they don't have a plan. They're not exactly sure which way to go. It's amazing to me how many firms just have no idea what the, their CPA practice is worth um, and they don't know what the worth of another CPA practice is. And then in our uh, realm of business, we're always working with firms in some form or fashion that, that have wealth management arms, right. Right? right? So either they have one themselves, like, like one of our firms, or they're looking to maybe acquire a firm that has one. Or one of the best growth strategies is uh, for firms that are involved in wealth management is to be able to purchase a firm that doesn't have it and then help them build that part of the business because the wealth management Growth. arm is two to three times more profitable than the traditional services, which are rapidly becoming commoditized, tax, mm-hmm. audit, right. they know that type of thing. And then not only that, but they build enterprise or a resale value at about a four to six times greater rate. So in other words, at some point in the future, you can you can sell a wealth management business at much greater multiples than you can a CPA firm. Now, most firms are not going to sell their wealth management arm, right, and keep the CPA business going. It's, it's not going to work. That, they don't sell the CPA firm, right? right. It, it goes through successions. And the wealth management arm is most valuable when it's a part of that CPA culture and environment. But what it does do and why that enterprise value is so important is because that's what provides the liquidity for those CPA owners to be able to step out of the organization. Oftentimes, there's no cash flow. There's no liquidity. Right, because there's recurring revenue in wealth management. That's exactly right. You took the words right out of my mouth. Right. So, and how does that affect it when, like, there's two wealth management practices and they're assimilating them together? Is there, is it more difficult? Is it easier? How is that when you do a merger merger and you have two firms with two wealth management practices. Uh, now, now, that's when the cloth thickens. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's when it gets to be really tricky. It all depends, Jody. I mean, it just depends upon how they're set up. There's almost no two wealth management arms that are alike. At First Global, we're pretty strong believers and proponents of a hybrid comprehensive approach. You may have heard earlier uh, some of uh, my colleagues talking about the, our Method 10 approach to comprehensive financial planning. That's what we believe in, and we think we still believe uh, as part of our culture that that's the best way to offer financial planning services. But very many uh, CPA firms, if they're offering wealth management, especially the larger firms, they only do a sliver of that, a slice of it. It's the investment management piece. They'll do the RIA only side because it's easier to get set up. It's, it's less cumbersome, less restrictive in terms of the regulatory environment, but they're only really managing money. And so they'll just hire somebody usually internally to run that part of the business. But we believe in comprehensive services. When you get you get involved with the comprehensive services, you're uh, automatically talking about the areas of estate planning and, suc- and right. business succession planning. And so you get into um, multiple complex areas of, of let's say, insurance, uh, not to mention getting involved with long-term care for clients. That's a huge demographic issue right now. It's one of the most, uh, uh, most used parts of the business right now in terms of the uh, risk management side or the insurance side. So so when you're comparing these two different uh, wealth management arms, it's very rare that you ever find two that are just alike. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes a yet another challenge as to how do we assimilate those two into each other. And what do you see as far as succession going from younger partners buying in or moving up? Do you see a lot of um, younger uh, managers becoming partners in the wealth management space or not, or it just kind of depends? Well, that's, that, you know, that's the ideal situation is where you can bring them from within and, and groom them, and then they become the, uh, the owners of both 
uh, right. businesses, both the CPA firm and the wealth management firm. And some firms do a great job with that. You know, one example is uh, Jones and Roth out of out of Oregon, and you'll hear from one of their uh, partners a little bit later today. But they've done a, an excellent, excellent job of uh, incorporating that part of the, their uh, business right through their culture. So when a when they identify young and upcoming uh, senior managers or, or managers, uh, they put them through a rigorous process over four or five years that's that's very formalized and, and well-defined. And part of the process of becoming an owner of the CPA firm is they have to get securities license and insurance licensed and participate in the wealth management arm of the business. Mm. Not surprisingly, they're one of the most successful firms we have. And, and there are others like that. That's where we find the most success stories in terms of a, a smooth and uh, highest multiple type of sale. It's, it's an internal sale with people who know the value of that business. So if someone is looking to do a merger or an acquisition or whatever, what are like three key takeaways that they should think about, you know, moving forward or starting as they start down this process? One is you need to start yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Another is, I might do more than three, but you need to have a written plan. You, you got to have a plan. If, if you need, the third thing is if you need some help, there are lots of resources out there. There are consultants in the industry, First Global. Uh, we, have a, we have a task force of four of us that work anywhere from 25 to 50% of our efforts just focused on, on that type of thing. But I think probably the most important thing is building that culture and building that process inside of your organization that is looking at the end result 20 years from now, you have to start it now. You have to start that, pro you have to start it yesterday, really, so that when the time comes, you're not like so many firms I've seen, and they're, they, they have to sell, usually at a smaller multiple, because there's no plan in place and nobody ready to take that over. Um, so I actually have a, a story about that because um, one of the firms that I worked at before, like I was um, working in my firm and I was contracting at another firm as well. And as I was just starting out and there was a wealth management practice associated with it. And the partner who was there went from having a cold to dead in four weeks. And just, it was, and his wealth management practice just tanked pretty much because he didn't have a succession plan and I wasn't licensed, there wasn't anything I could do. And it was, it was sad to be in that beautiful business and to watch it fail. And so, um, you know, like you hear stories like this all the time, but you really hope that people like take that message and really think about it because um, they are building businesses and, and they need to make plans for them. So thank you so much for being a guest with us. And you're going to come back and we're going to have um, another interview, but stay tuned. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. First Global was founded by CPAs who believe that accounting and tax professionals are uniquely qualified to add value to their existing client relationships by offering comprehensive wealth management services. First Global believes the time is now for one of America's most trusted professions to rise up and show the world the power of true CPA financial planning. When you partner with First Global, you can be more to your clients. Play large by unleashing the power of wealth management and let go of the idea that someone else knows what best for your clients. Visit First Global at 1stglobal.com. CCH Access from Walters Kluwer has the power to grow, manage, and protect firms in motion through its integrated modules. These include tax preparation, centralized document management, 
improving client services, streamlining accounting, and managing your projects and deliverables. Accelerate growth, enhance management, and protect your organization's reputation. Visit cchgroup.com to find out more or register for a demo so we can show you what we do. That's cchgroup.com. Engage your learning, engage your network, engage your future. The AICBA Engage 2017 event happens over four days, Monday, June 12th through Thursday, June 15th at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. There are six conferences at the event, and you can attend one session, any session, or all sessions. Plus, if you can't make the trip, you can still take advantage of attending the event online. If you're in the accounting profession, this is a can't-miss event. Visit AICPAengage.com to find out more. That's AICPAengage.com.